You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Biblically, um, who can think of some prominent singles? Jesus. So we're already the coolest breakout class right there. Paul. Who else? Gideon. Although he had many sons later on. He, sw- he, 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 he traitored on us and went over to the married ministry. Mary Magdalene. Esther, before she married the king. Esther. Every married person before they got married. They were all single. So, I mean, from a biblical standpoint, being single is pretty cool. Are you guys with me? I mean, so, some of you guys might be saying, you know what? I'm 33 years old. Um, I don't have my own apartment. Um, I don't have any kids. I don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend. I mean, my life is really just not going very well. But to say that, you would be saying that Jesus' life was not going very well. Are you with me? And that would not be good. That would not be good because we're Christian. You know, um, the singles ministry, if you ask me, is the most important ministry in the church. Why is it the most important ministry? Because anyone can be fired up on campus. Do not do not trick yourself out thinking we're the only fired up people on campus. The Baptists have fired up people on campus. The the Jehovah Witnesses have fired up people on campus. The Pentecostals. There's even fired up Catholic groups on campus. But to call people to continue the same commitment throughout their entire life. To have the same commitment into the singles ministry, that is the trick. Are you guys with me? And that's called discipleship. And and practically speaking, practically speaking, the singles ministry is very important because campus people usually don't go on mission teams and married people usually don't go on mission teams. And so as all the mission teams are picked, as you go through all the names and stuff, who's going to go, you know, it's usually single people who sign up. The singles ministry bears the brunt and will bear the brunt of the Crown of Thorns project. Are you guys with me? And so you guys are very important to the church. Come on, bro. You're very important to the church. Yep. Today we're going to uh, hear some very exciting speeches. Come on. Come on. And um, the first one is uh, by an incredible Canadian couple, if I might, <laughs> if I might say. Um, the guy literally, I, no one knows how he, he got married to this, this, this sister. It's a, it's a puzzle of the kingdom. Uh, it's a puzzle. It's an enigma. Uh, Will be he reigns with impact, Tim and Leanne Kernan. Amen. Following that, we have 
our very own Princeton George and Rebecca Rico from the AMS and West Region of Los Angeles, both ICCM superstars. Um, and then following that, anchoring us on out, we've got He Reigns with Ambition, Jason and Sarah Dimitri. Now, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, brothers' class in 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 London, it's it's uh, in in uh, in uh, L.A. You have Jason and his wife Sarah, but in London, Jason is known as Sarah's husband. <laughs> but uh, I believe that uh, you know by by through his preaching this weekend, he's turned that around. He's he's made the change. He's no longer just. Sarah's husband, he's now got a name, and that name is Jason Dimitri. Amen, guys? Um, you know, um, we're going to start off here with uh, He Reigns with Impact, and um, I'd like you to turn to 2 Timothy. Come on, Tim. Two. Come on, bro. Come on. In 2 Timothy 2, starting in verse 1, the Bible says, You then, my son... Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. So that's what we're going to do. The Bible says reflect on this, and the Lord will give us insight. And so, because we believe the Bible, we're going to reflect on it, and I really believe the Lord's going to give us some insight. Come on, bro. Impact. You know, in this world, you can have impact on, in so many ways. And, and you can, in the world, have impact on a lot of stuff. And it's easy to have impact on things. But in the kingdom, we're interested in having impact on people. Yeah. All right. It's very easy for us as singles right now. And, and Satan is very interested in keeping you as busy as possible with stuff. Yeah. And, and not focused on people. Yeah. What really matter. Yeah. And even if some of you guys are interns or you start coming into the ministry. In the ministry it can get very easy to start getting focused on stuff. And not on people. But the scripture here is very clear. It starts off, it says, you then my son... And in this case, there are daughters here too. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. If you're not strong in the grace, you're strong in nothing. Yeah, come on. What, what, is, what does it mean to be strong in the grace? Come it on, means to, to believe that you're forgiven for your sins. Now, anyone who's been in my ministry knows I love this scripture. And they're literally, their eyes are rolling back in their head right now. They cannot believe I'm using this this scripture. Jason is like just in agony right now because we've we've gone over this so many times. But but, but it's so critical. It's so fundamental that I I wanted to hit it today. Let's go. If you're not strong in the grace, you're not strong at all. Mm. Do you feel forgiven this morning? 
It's a very, it's a very evil, false humility to to sit back and to have no ambition. I'm not going to steal any of Jason's thunder. Thank you, bro. But it's a, it's a very evil, false humility. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as lions. Come on, bro. Why are you bold as a lion? Because you feel forgiven. Yes. Isn't it, isn't it great to, yeah. to feel totally forgiven? Even though we, it doesn't mean that we don't sin. And it doesn't mean that we're not guilty of that sin. But Jesus has taken that guilt away. And what happens? It makes you ferocious. It makes you strong. And I want to I wanna challenge you that this is, if you're looking to be strong, this is how you be strong. Be strong in, in the forgiveness. Be strong in the grace. If you don't have that, just stop right there and don't listen to another thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. Because none of it applies to you. But if you get that, if you get that strength in the grace, then we can carry on. And the things that... You have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Wow. What's, what's the charge Timothy's getting here? He goes, dude, it's time to start your ministry just like Jesus. Jesus pulled in a bunch of apostles. He trained them to have impact on other people. Who had impact on other people? Who had impact on other people? Paul also had his group of apostles: Silas, Gaius, Silvanus, uh, Timothy, Titus. The the list goes on of, of of Paul's apostles. Paul imitated Jesus's model perfectly, and now Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, it's time for you to get your apostles. The things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men. What does that mean to entrust? Do you do you just kind of like toss it at somebody and hope that they're going to grab it? Yeah. No, when you when you got something that's precious to you, when Sarah Dimitri passes Mickey off to Daniela, there's a level of trust and there's an entrusting that happens. There's a little eye contact that happens. Just a just a little flutter of the eyes as they they look at each other. And it's like, nothing better happened to this baby. <laughs> and Danielle's like, I know, I know, nothing, nothing. I will. And it, it, it takes a second. If, if, if there's not that entrusting, then nothing effective, no impact is going to happen. I remember the first time I moved to, uh, to the U.S., and uh, in Canada, we're not really into to what the Americans call American football. We have Canadian football, but it's not as big as hockey, for example. But it's huge in the U.S. And I remember sitting at this place. I was waiting for Leanne. I can't remember what was happening. But I was sitting, and I watched this in slow-mo on a massive screen. Um, it passed. And they were, like, they were just belaboring this pass, going back over it, back over it, back over it in slow motion. This, this pass in American football where the, 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 the one dude was, was passing the football to the other dude. Okay? And quarterback to the something else. I mean, I don't know, whatever. And, um, and he, but, but he, he has it in both hands and he like shoves it right into the other guy's belly. You know what I mean? And the other guy just monsters it. 
and then he's got it. And then he, he runs, and the other guy pats him on the back as he goes. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's running, and he's running, and then, and then like five guys, huge monstrous trucks of men, just just smash that poor guy. Yeah. And and he goes down, and they get the ball from him, and and then it. I don't really know what happened. <laughs> I, I don't know. Was that a score? Was there points involved? I don't know. But I got the I got the picture of what entrusting is yeah. supposed to look like. Yeah. Are you entrusting what was taught to you? Come on. Are you entrusting it? Do you know that when you try to pass the ball, when you try to pass the gospel to somebody, that there's demons out there trying to slap it out of your hands? Yeah. Wow. If you're not doing that, then nothing of impact is going to happen. Come on, bro. You could be in the ministry for years, doing stuff, being busy, and you look around and you go, "I didn't get the, I didn't get one ball across to another person. I don't have another single other person like me." Come on, bro. And a lot of a lot of people who drop out of the ministry, a lot of people who, who just leave the church, they leave the church because they don't see any fruit, any crops. They've given their life for five years, six years. They don't see anything good come out of it, and then they leave. Come on, bro. Are you with me? Yeah. Nobody likes to waste their time. Man. And if you're not entrusting, then you're not going to have impact. You're wasting your time, and eventually you're going to find greener pastures outside the kingdom. Yeah. Are you with me? Come on, bro. The scripture goes on. It says, endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. When you're passing the gospel to people effectively, and they're responsible, and they start passing the gospel, now you're going to start to have hardship. I, I, I mean... For us, the fact that the Sunday Times was going to write an article about the London church, I mean, you cannot imagine how much that fired up the church in India. You can't imagine. I know it's your hardship, but it's their joy. Come on, I go, guys, we're, we're a movement. We started with 42 people in L.A. Now we've got 4,100 something. Honestly, we're, we're, we're minuscule. There are more people in the left-handed golfers uh, uh, colorblind left-handed golfers association than there is in our movement. Are you with me? We're so tiny. And yet the Sunday Times wants to write about us. Why? Because we're a terrible threat. Yeah. 4,000 disciples? Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's a problem, Thanks. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> Why? Because because we're not just talking about the gospel. We're entrusting the gospel. Wow. People are getting it. They're able to pass it on to others. 4,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a scary thing. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. I mean, when they, when they find... On, when they find... What they find when they look at us, hardship will start to come. A lot of people go, you know, 
I've been living my Christian life, and honestly, it's not really been that hard. There's just not been a lot of hardship. Yeah, because you're not doing it right. Do it right. Make some disciples who make some disciples, and hardship is coming into your life. Come on, bro. I promise you, persecution and trouble is coming into your life. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Oftentimes, people aren't doing this right. They're not obeying rule number two, which is what? Make disciples in trust. And the consequence is they just start to go and get involved in something else. Why? Because nobody wants to waste their time. The scripture goes on. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. What are the rules? What is the sport that we're playing? Is it, is it singing? Is it song leading? Is it writing great lessons or writing articles or preaching great sermons? These are all part of how we do our job, but it's not the job. The job is entrusting to reliable people. That's the job. That's our sport. That's what we do. Everything else is just piece and parcel of getting that job done. Having an impact as God wants us to have an impact. Not getting involved in civilian affairs because we're not seeing things happen in our ministry. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. If, you're, if you are not investing in a few people who are responsible and qualified, then you are going to have no crops. Come on, bro. And you're going to starve. And that's it. <laughs> but the hardworking farmer, and by hardworking we mean not just hardworking but smart. Mm. All right. Come on. Content. The hardworking and smart farmer will be the first to receive the share of the crops. I mean, for me, it is, is a joy, and I need it. After 10 years of, of slugging along as a disciple, to, to have had the incredible privilege honor to appoint Jason Dimitri as an evangelist last year was awesome. And then to go to Las Vegas and, and be welcomed there and get taken out for a buffet. and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I need that. I, I need that. It's, uh, some people go, well, what are you talking about? No, no, no. The hardworking farmer needs to get the first share of the crops. I need that. After 10 years of hard work and persecution and beatings and, and a million repentances, and I, I, I need that. Come on, bro. And when, when you don't, a lot, of, a lot of older disciples, they don't have that. Come on, bro. They, 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 they're not seeing the, cr- the share of the crops, and they starve and they leave. Come now, on, they bro. think they leave because they see something in the kingdom they don't like. That's not true. They're running for the hills because they're starving. Are you guys with me? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. That's what we just finished doing. Right. Now, here's the trick. A lot of you guys are sitting here going, okay, but I don't have a few. I don't have anybody to really invest in. So I guess I just got to kind of wait for, for God to give, me, to give me a few. I want to I wanna, to introduce you to a very cool move. <laughs> if you don't have apostles, be an apostle. Come on, bro. If you don't have apostles, be an apostle. Get under somebody else. Let them have impact in your life. That's right, bro. If you can't be the Paul, be the Timothy. If you can't be the Timothy, be the 
reliable men. If you can't be the reliable men, be the others. Come on, others. But but if you don't fit into this story, you don't fit into the kingdom. That's right. That's right. And that's how you're going to have an incredible impact. Now I introduce my lovely wife. Hi, everybody. So um, I'm actually going to be talking about having an impact in your own life. And uh, what I, I, I really, I think, just even listening to what Blaze was talking about in his message was really, wow, I mean, without that first love for Christ, you know, it's, it's really impossible to have personal impact in your own life and then therefore be able to have personal uh, impact in other people's lives. Yeah. Um, the scripture I want to share, actually, is in Philippians 2. It's actually one of my favorite scriptures because I feel like perspective is everything. You know, you can get caught up in life and, you know, as disciples, we're, we're so busy, you know, we juggle so many different things, you know, for professionals, you have your discipleship, but you also have to have a secular job. You know, you're, you're balancing, you're, you're kind of juggling all these different, you know, pieces of who you are. And it really helps to get a lot of perspective. Like at the end of the day, what's the most important? How are you going to have a personal impact in your own life? Come on. And so Philippians 2, I would like to read from 3 to 11. If we can turn there, that would be awesome. And uh, we're going to start in verse 3. It says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider your others better than yourselves. Each of you sisters should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father." You know, I love this scripture because everything's written for a reason. You know, you read it and you think, like, oh, yeah, you know, okay, make yourself nothing. But why? Why was this being written? What was the point? Personally, I think the point was it wasn't happening. (laughs) The disciples in the church, and I'm speaking to the ladies, so the sisters in the church didn't have this attitude. They didn't have this heart. You know, that's why it's being talked about. Don't do things out of selfish ambition. Why? Because you're selfishly ambitious. Don't do things out of vain conceit. Why? Because you're vain and you're conceited. I mean, it's very obvious. You know, be humble. Don't be prideful. Consider others better than yourselves. And so for me, I look at it and go, wow, yeah, it's written for a reason. The disciples here had a lesson to learn. It was a very deep and fundamental lesson that they needed to learn to have even deeper convictions as a disciple and have a deeper impact. But they had to start with themselves. And I love the fact that the scripture says that Jesus, who was in nature God, he made himself nothing. It's not that he was nothing. No, he made himself nothing. And, you know, I think just even for me, uh, you know, in our our last year, I mean, there's so much that's happened, so much that's gone down in our lives. I know some of you guys know our story uh, and, you know, from Paris to 
LA to Chennai to you know who knows where else God willing we will find out <laughs> soon God will reveal it but you know I think for me uh, it's been very uh, it's it's been a very revealing and a very uh, um, deep kind of character work in my life to have gone to India to be able to have been there with the Come disciples on, there and I think uh, you know Going to India, being Canadian and coming from a first world country, it's very hard to comprehend and understand a third world country and how that's possible, how that actually exists. It's hard to, to describe, to understand until you go there. Even now I'm still, there's, there's a, a, a puzzle in my head of how can this happen? How does it happen? And um, I was totally culture shocked. You know, I think, um, you know, just even, you know, touching down, you know, seeing kind of as we flew in and just seeing the, the lay of the, the land of the city, um, man, I mean, it's crazy, you know, and, and that wasn't even the worst. Like in my head, I was looking out the window, I'm like, okay, okay, all right, you know, and then we get into the taxi and even more, you know, we lived in a, in a place called Ananagar West which is actually considered to be not too bad of an area. But if you live in the first world, then yeah. you'll understand my concern. <laughs> in the taxi with my two children, thinking to myself, I mean, my baby, I don't, I'm going to have to carry him for three months because I don't, I mean, it, there's just, there's so much uh, um, poverty, you know, and there's so much, uh, it's just, I mean, it's 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 not Canada or LA. It's it's a third world country. Come on, sis. And um, you know, for me, this scripture helps me a lot because I had to make myself nothing. You know, I had to become a servant. You know, I had to uh, look to the interests of others before myself, before my children even. You know, that's tough. You know, not knowing, you know, who's going to end up in the hospital this week. Uh, you know, what's going to happen. Junior's vomiting. David's vomiting. Wait a second. You know, like, what are we going to do? And yet still having a heart for the disciples there, having a heart for the people there in India, and, and just trying to get the job done. And I think that the, the impact of this scripture and how it's changed my life, especially in that situation, was, yeah, I had to make myself nothing, become a servant, and humble myself, and be willing to give up any and everything, just for the sake of another soul. And I think when you do that, it changes your entire perspective. You're not the same person. I, I, I genuinely do not feel like the same person. I might still be goofy here and there, but there's something there's something that's... Not in a bad way, but there's something that's broken a little bit wow. in my heart, in my spirit. There's a there's a sobriety. There's a there's a, a, a more of a seriousness because I know what's at stake, and the the large majority of the world does not live like we do. This yeah. they do not live like this, and so I think sisters, if you're trying to have an impact on other people, you have to first definitely start with yourself. And the only way you're going to do that is if you make yourself nothing. You make a choice to make yourself nothing. What does that mean? Well, we're a young movement, and that means that people are needed. And so that means where you are now is maybe not necessarily where you're going to end up. 
Maybe where you go is not necessarily where you want to go. Maybe where you stay is not necessarily where you want to stay. It really doesn't matter. You need to make yourself nothing. There are souls at stake. I mean, there's souls on the line. Somebody laid down their life so that you could be in the kingdom. That's right. I'm so grateful. And it sounds, maybe it sounds, you know, cliche or cheesy or whatever. I'm so grateful for special missions. Because without special missions, nobody would have come to Canada. I wouldn't have become a disciple. So I'm pretty fired up when, you know, special mission comes around. Because it reminds me of the people that did this in this scripture. And laid down their life so that I could have some salvation. Even though they didn't even know who I was. Yeah. Um, I think the second thing that helps me a lot is knowing what you deserve. Um, I think oftentimes I, I can have a sense of entitlement. I deserve. I deserve this. This didn't happen, therefore I'm upset. You know. And I, the scripture that really helps me is Romans six twenty three. You know, the wages for sin is death. You know, but the gift of God is eternal life. Like, what do I deserve? I deserve to die. I deserve to be hung on a cross. Like, it doesn't matter where I go. I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned this year as far as changing my heart and how the kingdom and how, you know, going places has really impacted my life is that I deserve death on a cross. Who cares if I go to Chennai? Who cares if I go to Siberia? Who cares if I go wherever? It doesn't matter. You know, the kingdom is my home. You know, I don't need to be anchored back in Canada. I don't need to be in this place that I prefer. You guys are my family. So wherever you guys are is awesome. I don't care, you know. And I think that it, it brings a lightness, you know. It, it brings back like a first love for for being Christian. Because it's not about what I deserve or what I want or what I think is best for me. It's about what God wants to do with me and with my life. And so, sisters, I just really want to encourage you. I want to challenge you to remember that. That in order to have impact in your life, it is hard work. It doesn't come easy to make yourself nothing. It's training. You have to consistently work at it. And the second thing is remembering what you deserve. Perspective is everything. If you believe in your heart that you deserve death on a cross, well, you really won't care where you go. You won't care what you do. You won't care who's discipling you. You won't care who you have to disciple. You're just going to do what you have to do. And let's. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.